Welcome to the Value Investor TV podcast. This is the podcast that helps you grow your wealth and become financially independent. My name is Becco and my partner, Hari. Hey, everybody. How are you, uh, uh, Hari? I'm doing well. Doing well. Yeah. The world's falling apart financially, which is fantastic. <laughs> so <laughs> that is very timely comment because we are going to talk about how value investors should um, prepare or act and behave in this kind of environment today. Uh, I think this is a very timely topic as I struggle with this with, you know, headlines flying in saying that the financial market is going to crash. Um, the world is collapsing, et cetera, et cetera. And so how do you control your emotions and how do you prepare yourself and how do you, uh, conduct yourself in this market? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, so give us a quick disclaimer before we start, Hari. Yeah, this is the Value Investor TV uh, podcast. Um, we are here to educate you and entertain you on the concepts behind value investing. We're not financial advisors, nor do we know your sp specific financial situation. So um, if you have any questions or uh, about that, you need to consult with a financial advisor. Excellent. Okay, let's get into it. Um, so I just teed it up there for our discussion. But basically, you know, if you've been reading news uh, headlines on CNBC or Wall Street Journal or any of these media outlets, you'll see that uh, topics such as the, t uh, the, the China tariff war, a trade war, and the invertible year curve, um, the drop in the stock price, etc. These things are all flying in. And as you're reading them, you know, I struggle with this. It kind of scares me. You know, I have position in the market. Um, what does that mean for me? What does that mean for my position? What does that mean for my investment? What does it mean generally for the next two, three years? And how should I prepare for it? And how should I, um, how should I act in this sort of environment? And so, um, we wanted to talk to you guys about that. Um, so Hari, what, what would you say? How would you, Describe current environment and how do you um, foresee, how do you see yourself, um, how do you prepare your mind, how do you arm your, your mental state to deal with this situation? So I, I think, you know, one of the things that we have emphasized since the very beginning of this podcast is, you know, investing is, we like to think like business owners, right? And so when we buy stocks, we're not buying pieces of paper or things that show up in our brokerage account. We're actually buying a stake in a, in a business. And, you know, even though our stake may be very small relative to the overall size of the business, we want to think like an owner of a business, right? And so an owner is not going to be thinking about, you know, what is the stock price? What happens if the stock price drops? They're going to be thinking about how do I maximize my, you know, uh, free cash flow? How do I maximize my profit? How do I increase revenue? You know, those kind of things, right? And if we do our, if we think like that, what that will end up doing is thinking, okay, in a, uh, you know, in a bad environment, <clears throat> excuse me, in a bad environment, businesses will, maybe their revenue will shrink because there aren't as many people and so on. But no, you know, depression or, you know, recession lasts forever, right? They always recover. And, you know, the businesses that survive that are the ones that are the strongest, right? And 
that is why when we do our investment and why we've been spending, you know, 70 episodes kind of educating you on the, you know, the basic concepts of, uh, of a moat. How do you protect your business in a, you know, uh, you know, the investment? Well, you protect it by buying a great business, right? A great business has a moat. It will protect you from, you know, downturns and things like that because eventually these businesses will, every business will hit a rough patch. Every business will have some issue. Um, but if the way that we solve this problem is by thinking about it from the long term, right? So we have a, a powerful thing on our side that, uh, that the Wall Street, um, in hedge funds do not, which is we don't have to show quarter to quarter earnings, you, you know, uh, pro- portfolio growth. We don't have to, uh, do, you know, you know, make sure that we meet some annual targets or else people will withdraw their funds from our accounts, right? Mm-hmm. That is the benefit of being an individual investor. And it's probably the most powerful thing about it because we can invest and we can have arbitrage our investment basically vi- over time, right? And that is, you know, I can't emphasize this enough. This is so powerful that you can find a business that nobody seems to like or, you know, is, is getting beat up and you just put your money down and five years from now, you've made a ton of money and beaten everybody else uh, in the stock market. Um, and so the, the way that we always want to think about it is how does anything that is, you know, that we're talking about, whether it's trade war, whether it's bond yields, whether it's um, low interest rates, how does that affect the business that we're actually operating in? In the vast majority of cases, you know, not every business is affected by all of the things that are being talked about, right? And so, you know, if you're, you know, if your business is not even based in the U.S. or has significant operations outside of the U.S., well, a trade war doesn't, between China and the U.S. doesn't have an impact on you, right? And so, these are the things that you have to start thinking. And that's why we analyze the business. We understand the entire scope of the business. And then we, we use that to, um, make our investment decision. And so as, you know, we've learned from, you know, and we've talked about Mr. Market and, you know, Benjamin Graham, uh, you know, wrote this in the intelligent investor. Mr. Market is there to give you an opportunity. He will tell you a price and you have, you have the ability to say no. You have the ability to say yes, or you have the ability to say to do nothing, right? And so, you know, you can have a, um, you know, you can buy, you can sell based on that those opportunities. But what those decisions should be made on is not your emotions. It should be based on your uh, analysis. And I think that is why this is such a critical topic is that every one of us is human, right? We are all... Uh, afraid when the stock price goes down, you know, what did I miss? What did, you know, what changed? Am I going to lose all my money? Was I, you know, am I an idiot and made a stupid decision, right? So that emotion is always going to be present. You are not going to make it go away, right? Fear is always something that's going to be part of the human, you know, psyche. What you have to do to combat it, though, is not be fearful but to go back and reanalyze your your perspective and look at what you did. So the way that you combat your emotions actually starts well before the emotion ever is present, right? And that is mm-hmm. by keeping That's track. That's a really good point. Keeping track of all of your notes, keeping track of everything. So, you know, one thing I've told Becco from 
day one is I have a journal, you know, a little moleskin uh, book. I keep track of that. Every investment that I have, I write down all of my notes in that one book. And then I have one page dedicated to my investment thesis. And so my investment thesis will be, I like this company because I think it has a, you know, a good moat and I state my reasons why. And then I think that in five years, you know, this is what, um, you know, it'll be able to maintain its moat and I, the reasons why. And then my, uh, you know, my valuation. And then I update the valuation and the moat if necessary. Um, uh, you know, every, yeah. every quarter or every year, depending on, you know, what the business is. And, and then I always look at that, you know, when I try to make my decision making, um, you know, whether to, to sell some shares or to buy, um, and it's not infallible. I'm not going to say that it is, but um, <laughs> it does help eliminate some of the emotional aspects of this of, oh, the stock price go- went down. What did I miss? And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm in, you know, am I, am I doing something wrong here? Or, and because obviously if you sell in that scenario, you're not going to make money, right? If mm-hmm. you, you know, the stock price went down. So it really comes back to using your thoughts appropriately to, uh, you know, using your investment thesis to make your, you know, to guide your decision making. Yeah. One thing that, one thing that you pointed out there, which I think is really insightful is the fact that the de-risking, the controlling your emotions happens way before the emotion actually kicks in. The fact that you're doing all this work, due diligence way before the stock market crashes, that the fact that you're doing this continuously really is is how you control your emotions. And I think that's a really, I think that's a really important, uh, important, uh, important thing to highlight. Yeah. And I, I think it, it is. And, you know, one thing that we're actually going to talk about here is how to, how everybody else does it. You know, the mm. Wall Street and hedge funds and things like that. Um, they try to quote unquote control their emotions by, you know, using different investment strategies and stuff like that. And why, and you know if you're you know if you're somebody who reads about you know a company and you've you made your thesis and then you start looking at seeking alpha uh or one of these other websites or you read barons you know or the wall street journal and they they provide investment thesis for you know a company or something like that mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know the way that they kind of hedge their their bets or try to control their emotion um we want to talk to you about why those things are actually not the appropriate way to do anything and um, why you will actually lose money by doing so um, yeah. and, and actually hurt yourself by doing so. So, um, you know, let, I think, uh, you know, we, we should kind of, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how everyone else does it first and then we'll talk about how we do it. And I don't know that we're, you know, Becco and I are, you know, the experts in this, you know, space. I've been doing this for a long time and I'd still make mistakes, but, um, you know, so let's, I guess, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start with the, the wall street, you know, way of doing things. Sure. That sounds good. Should we talk about it in the next episode? Uh, yeah, we can, uh, we'll start there with, uh, you know, this one will be pretty short and then we'll, we'll have a little more time on, uh, for that in the next one. Okay. Sounds good. All right, guys, um, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you. Thanks.